A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the purposeful achiever of this podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Oh, yes, baby bull. Come through, <laughs> baby bull. <laughs> uh, well, birthdays. They happen. We did it. We're out of the woods, <laughs> I think, unless there's more taurines to I'm come through. I'm still in the woods. You still in the woods with the taurus babies? Oh, yeah. It never ends. Until yeah. until the season's over, I'm, it's birthday season, baby. And then all those Geminis are going to start having bash after bash after I don't really bash. Have, I don't have too many Geminis in my life anymore. wonder why. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> well... I have a few, but I don't think they're going to, like, text ahead oh, what the on. plan is. I think we're just going to, like, it's probably going to be a day of wing it, wing ding sort of thing thing. I <laughs> I assume. But fuck them. It's Taurus time. Yeah, it's still. It, we're it's still, still Taurus time. Yeah, it. dude. <laughs> we uh, we celebrated the, the Taurus new moon Ooh, with yes. karaoke and food. And- Ooh. <laughs> 
Oh man, I'm still feeling it. I'm I am just I'm made of wine still. <laughs> I've I went to Taurusy all the damn time. I haven't stopped. This is like the first day I've like calmed down, but it's been a birthday week. And I had to talk to all my coworkers today about it. And I was like, I can't even explain to you how hard I've been going. <laughs> <laughs> how was the Madonna Inn? Dude, Madonna Inn is grade A Taurus material. High, 10 out of 10, would fuck again. Definitely go to the Madonna Inn. Uh, follow me, Madonna Inn, please. I've tagged you in so many pics. I've just put out so much advertising. Uh, Madonna Inn was super tight. It was really beautiful. I kind of wish we stayed longer. They have like a bike path. At, have either of you been? Mm-mm. Okay, they have like a. It's definitely on my list. I gotta, we gotta go back. There's like a bike path that takes you to downtown San Luis Obispo. So I was like, oh, you can like go like leave this place if you want to. But why would you? Because your room, your rooms are huge. Like your rooms, the room was bigger than like our apartment. So it was like fun to like roll around on like red carpet and be like, wow, like we're in a big room. And then there's stained glass on the door. So you just get really good selfie lighting. So that was really nice. They have a really nice pool. The The drink prices are reasonable. The restaurant is insane looking. It's just like plush pink boots, oversized steaks. I, I ordered a pasta because everything said that it came with baked potatoes. And then I was like, ooh, like I would like the baked potato. They're like, well, the pasta is so big that it doesn't come with a baked potato. What? <laughs> and I was like, that's no problem. And you're like, okay. And it really, really was. Um, it was just, it was just so nice. And so like, I mean, it's tacky. And that was the thing. Like I was hearing mixed reviews before going from fucking losers about they're like oh it's just kitschy and tacky and it's like yeah that's like my heaven um so it was really nice and then the day before ellen came in surprise surprise oh i was like degenerous <laughs> <laughs> i walked no we're talking about mrs a mrs a mrs a all the way from chicago Came in. I knew Pablo was planning a surprise, and I had no idea what it was. I was really expecting to go on a helicopter ride um, or to go to a petting zoo. Was very shocked when my mom showed up in my house with cold brews <laughs> and just, like, knocked on the door. So it was my mom and stepdad, and I, like, just, like, cried so much and just felt like a YouTube video, but, like, no one recorded it. So I was like, oh, my God. And it was just, like, I don't know. It was just, like, a very... I don't have trippy symbolic birthday where I'm like, oh, all I wanted for my 30th birthday was to be coddled by my mom. Cool. Like I am an adult. <laughs> I just want to like sit at the pool while my mom feeds me as all adults still do. So I think, I don't know. I kind of felt like I was supposed to have this big girl moment. I was kind of nice to like regress and like a kind of just loving, sweet, like to the point way and then went out to dinner with her and Pablo's parents too. It just felt very like, I just felt like I had a home in LA and just felt very like loved. And I don't know. That's, That's cool. So nice. Yeah. It was like, I was fucked up from that. Like I more like I whimpered. My mom was like, is she okay? Like, <laughs> I, she's like, I didn't think you were going to react like, like a ghost came and like to your door. I'm like, I just didn't, you're just, this is not like, I'm hard to surprise. And like, I don't know. And like, also like, I don't know. I think I might have talked to you guys, but like my family's just been on edge and been assholes for the last week. So it was like a tender surprise too. Of like my mom actually stayed like near me rather than all the way on the opposite end of the city. Like she likes to do and like just prioritize like spending like this, like kind of entrenched, like 
I don't know, good time together. So felt very blessed. And I'm glad. Thanks for coming to sing with me as well. I appreciate oh, you so guys. Yeah, Your awesome. friend made me laugh so hard. Oh, dude. The- Veronica, the Aries, who's listening to the Sweet Child Veronica sang Sweet Child of Mine. She's an L.A. girl, Bur- Burbank-born baby. And she started singing Sweet Child of Mine at the octave that it gets to. And like then the just highest. the highest, and then just kept going up from there. <laughs> so funny. She uh, she sent me like a memo like for the room and was just like, oh, uh, for for hitting an octave I never knew I could it existed. <laughs> <laughs> I had a. It's so funny to like I don't know having like get-togethers and things too because like all like the people like I see. I don't know, because like I, I hollered at all my friends who like live on the west side who I never see and are over here. And like, I'm like, can everyone just sit in a room for like four hours? Is that cool? Like, let's all get together and just seeing all these people. I'm like, you would be friends with this person. Like, I, I was excited to like see the context in my phone, like merge into one live group text. So I don't know. I'm just trying to fr- I I'm always like meddling and like friend sharing. where I'm like, I want you guys. You guys live near each other. I think you'd be good friends. Like, I want you just to like group up, meet up. I know Wendy adores you and Steve. She was very excited to sit near you guys at the karaoke time. I adore her. I'm so the opposite of that when it comes to friend things. Like, mixing friends Mm. stresses me out so much. But I will say on my 30th birthday, that was something that I said afterwards where I was like, oh, I like everybody was there and it was like all mixed and everybody. It was so nice and easy and... I was like, oh, this is the first time I think I've had like truly a birthday party where everyone was invited and I just was like, they could mix together and that's that. And like mm-hmm. that to me also felt like a very symbolic of my age yeah. kind of thing where it's like, yeah, it's t- like get over it. It's like having a wedding for yourself, but it's like just all about you. And then you can just like not feel that. Maybe if I was like 22 or 23, I'd feel that more pressure of like, having to be on and like make sure everyone was okay and like I gotta be over here but I was like ah you guys will figure it out if you're uncomfortable you'll go home and if you if you're having fun you stay and sometimes you sometimes we're to feel social sometimes we don't I was feeling like I'm like oh my extroverted button is like on tonight maybe it was a soju I don't know (laughs) oh god I was in a world of pain I stayed in bed till 6 p.m. I'm not surprised but I finished Sopranos so it was all all well worth it and now I'm done. Now I'm done being thirty. I got. I gotta wait till thirty-one. I guess thirty. It sounds cool. Yeah. I haven't had. A, it's weird having to start a new like, th- the thing. Yeah. And not do the twa. It's like the. I don't know. I think you'll figure I'll it out. Think, <laughs> I think you'll catch up. <laughs> I guess there's not quick. often you have to be asked that like response. Well, in a lot of contexts, it's illegal for people to ask you. So. Whoa. True. In casting specifically. Watch your ages and baby. Yeah. Um, I had this I had a wild experience um last week. I have been dealing with some like physical pain stuff that I like have had under control for a while, but then kinda like it used to be a problem and then it's like come back. Mm-hmm. Um but so I've been doing a lot of yin yoga which is like the slow holding poses for a long time not like muscle ones it's like the stretching Mm -hmm. fascia release kind of stuff um but i you know in yoga classes they always are like oh when we when you do a hip opener they're like oh you might if you cry like that's totally normal you hold you store a lot of emotion and i've like never had that happen until recently i like did a hip thing and i just like 
tears didn't come down, but I just, it was like almost like I was fake crying, but I was like, I know I just like felt I needed to cry. So the other night I was like, I'm going to, this is right before the new moon. I was like, I'm going to like really fucking go for it tonight. And I like set up a altar and saged and all this stuff. And I found these yin classes on, on YouTube that were like chakra, mm-hmm. uh, yin one so it would be like root chakra or whatever but she was saying each each time before you would do, go into a pose um she would give you an affirmation to like repeat to mm-hmm. yourself as you did it and i don't remember which affirmation it was but i was like i'm gonna do this and i'm like whatever whatever needs to come out i'm just gonna like let it out and not not no judgment whatever and i <laughs> opened something and i swear to god it was like i was exercising a demon like i was like croaking what like i was in the fucking like the grudge like kind of uh... like yeah and i was i had no thought in my mind i just kind of like just like followed my body and it was like the weird i was like if someone was watching this i don't know what they would think or like what my body looks like right now but i feel insane but i felt really good afterwards whoa wait what was the pose it was like uh, what is it? Uh, something swan where it's like pigeon, but you're like full of. Most of them are all sleeping like supine swan when you're doing. Yeah, it in. it's a lot of just like yeah, like or um, you're like laying on your belly a lot. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna be like, are you flat backed? Are you squatted? So you're like yes. holding known. You're you're not like yoga poses you've done in like your typical yoga class, but you're just like sitting in one for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And they're not the difficult ones. Yeah. You're not in warrior yes, three. Exactly. Right. You're like laying on uh, like on a pillow with your legs out and froggy on either side to like stretch your groin. Mm-hmm. The point is to not use your muscles so you can ju- or like so you can relax into like the jo- let gravity move everything. So it's not like the when you're doing like a warrior pose, you're resisting uh-huh. gravity so this is like nah i'm giving it i'm giving in i'm releasing i'm just letting it letting the fucking world do what it will how long do you do them for um, on average like a long two to f- minimum i think is like three minutes and then some i watched one video where the guy said that he once did a class where someone made them hold a pose for 45 minutes holy shit just one which well that I'm here for teacher that, i used to go to that was like a gymnast in the ussr she teaches yin, and her yin class is pretty intense, too. Yeah. She'll, can, she'll just be like, uh, I know you think that this isn't going to get uncomfortable, but in 10 minutes, you're going to be very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, just sit in it. Well, it's such a, it is really, I mean, that's exactly what the point is, because you're also like, oh, you, like, reach an edge, and then you're like, oh, I don't know, and then you kind of, like, just let go, then you kind of resign to the fact that it's uncomfortable, and then something like opens you something releases and then it becomes it doesn't it doesn't hurt anymore or whatever and then maybe you you go to another edge where it starts to hurt again because you've gotten to another you know like resistance point but if you just kind of breathe into it and acknowledge like know that it's going to be uncomfortable like you just go whoa i want to watch the croaking is just like fascinating it was wild i did a shamanic journey recently and um i think it's like no one was making sound um that i could like discern um but there were definitely parts of the journey where i was like 
very scared and mm-hmm. having a lot of very and it's like our our like shamanic energy healer or whatever is like the person that she's like we're not gonna use drugs we're not gonna like this is like we're just like using a drum and our minds Mm -hmm. and like i never really thought i would like want to do like ayahuasca or anything like i would do it but i just it's like a lot of throwing up and shit i'm just like not into that Mm -hmm. um i i like the idea of like the meditation part but um after like doing this i'm like oh i could definitely get into like heavier ones um but there were like definitely parts where and you're not moving you're just laying with a blanket on Mm -hmm. and there were definitely parts where i was scared and like certain things that they had said like her partner was there and i like they like i don't know what she knows Cause like she'll say stuff sometimes that I think, or, you know, and other people have said this too, mm-hmm. but I don't know what she intuits or sees or knows. I don't know how she like works necessarily. Um, but, uh, sometimes she was like saying that they're there to watch us. So, and one of them was like going to go with us and one of them was going to like perimeter us. Mm-hmm. And so there were times when I was like, and I didn't know him at all. And I had never met him. I didn't even shake his hand when we got there i didn't know that he was leading it i thought he was like another student mm-hmm. um but like there were parts where i was like i need him to like now mm-hmm. like there were just part, and it's like i don't know why i don't know him like i don't have a connection with him but as like i need this like kind of protection now mm-hmm. did you feel it come in um i felt okay i felt like it was gonna be okay like a couple of times that i would say like oh I, like in my head that i need this kind of protection then like a few minutes later the drum would tell us to come back Mm. so there were like different drum patterns for you to go deeper into your mind and like come further out this is was someone playing a drum or was it she was playing the drum whoa and i have the um recording if you want to listen to it dude that's so Um, awesome the sonic drumming was really cool and i i didn't think that i was gonna get into like a meditative state really at all and like certain things, you know, she like they would th- things would happen and then she'd say, well, like this and that um, so these are some of my animals that show up. I'm like, oh, I saw animals like that. I wonder if it was like related to you. Mm-hmm. You know, whoa, that's so cool. I want to like I, I mean, that kind of we were talking a bit like in text because I, I was telling you guys that I saw my third eye for the first time and was like, oh, shit, I didn't know. I mean, I've heard about it, but I was like, there she, there she is. But I think the musical quality, I don't know. I know like the whole thing with meditating is when you say like, oh, I suck at meditating or this, like people who meditate go, well, no one sucks. It's just like whatever form is like good for you. But I'm like, no, but for real, like I just can't like I get so like distracted and anxiety ridden. And it's, it's just it's difficult for me to like accept what I'm doing. But I went to a yoga class that had like a like a meditative end part that had like om chanting on I was going to say on cassette. I don't think it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably, sure it was probably sure it was an iPod speaker. Um, but I was like, okay, like we're here for like long. It's not like the last five minutes of the class. Like we're here for like, I think 30 ish. And I, so I had to like relinquish time and just kind of like get into the um, um, zone, um, zone. Uh, but I saw the third, like just thinking of animal things. I saw like my third eye, which was like black and gray, which I was like, emo okay and then it like zoomed in more and it was like a starfish shape-shifting into 
like a paper star, which I was looking this up with one of my coworkers. The symbology of it was just so cool because like starfish is all about like regeneration because they like lose their little starfish arms all the time. And then like the origami uh, lucky stars are just like just like fortunes of like love and like just things that you also give yourself and give other people to like show like how much you love them, which I was like, damn, like it looked all dark and fucked up in my brain. But like the symbology of it was like really Really like beautiful, really light and breezy. Also, like my parents, like I don't know much about like my parents' life as like romantic people. Like I've never seen them like in love. Like they were always like people that hated each other. But I know for a fact that their song was Lucky Star by Madonna, which I just thought was also like another like weird Black Mirror levels of like, what is this like? Is this all meant to be one thing sort of thing? But like, I don't know. I like having like the symbology of like animals and stuff that's already like existing in the world is just like it's kind of comforting in a lot of ways. It's like, I don't know. It's like a lot of pressure to like feel like in touch with your mind on your own. So it's cool when you can like relate it to like, music or a really good teacher or like animals or things like that and it's just like a good entry i'm more open to this like zen shit now yeah (laughs) i mean i liked it i think that i don't know like what style of shamanism she practiced or like what i I Mm -hmm. don't know much about her history but she taught us um well she also teaches like empathic light healing and other stuff but she taught us two different um like journeying styles i guess mm-hmm. when we were in the thing and one of them has to do with animals and the other one is like messages and teachers from the universe um and i actually thought that the teachers and messages one was going to be like i thought it was going to be heaven and hell ish mm-hmm. like you're like you're going to have to like dig deep to find your animals and then like the teaching is going to be like light and and it was definitely kind of the opposite for me. Like I felt like the the teachers and like mysticism one was like definitely more like I had more fucked up like things come to mind and like it was like a lot of like self hatred shit and like mm-hmm. weird visual stuff where I was like I don't why are there like skulls and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But also pretty stuff. But like yeah, the and the animal one was definitely more like open and easy and I like. I think that, um, I mean, I'm sure it's different for every person. Mm -hmm. I went with a friend and my friend and I had kind of similar experiences, um, at least with like the animal part. I just think it's like, it's really hard. And I think that if you're getting into meditation or this is something that you're doing, I don't unfortunately like have any, um, like links or anything like that, that I could I, I can send you the sonic drumming. That's like all I can send you, but <laughs> I don't know style. Like I feel like you have to learn your own style of meditation. I don't know. Like I don't know anything about TM. I don't know. I don't have like uh, a lot of information, but I will say that, and I don't think this could be harmful in any way. So um, the one thing that I really valued about this journey was that like we did 15 minute meditations. We did seven of them and we journaled in between and the journaling is really, really helpful because it lets it lets you release to go into another meditation because you're like not like fuck i have to remember later to look up the paper stars mm-hmm. or you know what i yeah. mean like you're like i've yeah. already like written it down so i can like go back again mm-hmm. also um i thought like when i like first went down the first like three or four i was like i didn't really see anything so i don't know what i'm gonna write and then like 
pen hits paper and you're like, oh, yeah, I did see that. And then there is that. And it like kind of brings back a lot of the memories of the meditation. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you can look them up later. You don't have to be like, oh, fuck, I saw a whale. Fuck. <laughs> well, I got to fucking look it up. You know, <laughs> what breed of whale was it? Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you brought that up because the the yin things that I've been doing, she always says, like, I recommend having a journal nearby. And journaling's always something that I am hesitant to do or I'm reluctant and resistant to because I have so much um like self judgment about writing like I get so nervous even with like rituals and stuff like that I get so nervous about having to write down intentions or um like wishes and goals and mm -hmm. anything like it's always that to been me seems more final than like for but, sure. Yeah. But I think I associate that with it that I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be able to write whatever it is that I'm thinking or feeling. I'm not going to be able to write it down right now because it's going to be whatever. I'm. It's better if I just like remember it. But I think it also is helpful to just write down. I could write down like a word or a thing or yeah. say like, oh, I felt it doesn't have to be even like you're saying, like kind of just like notes and that sort of thing to like get it out and get rid of it. So you're not because you do fixate on it if you're like, oh, I'll remember this. Even that thought is like more uh, holding your attention on something, which is like the opposite goal of meditation, which is to yeah. like not to be not thoughtless necessarily, but like. Yeah, to to quiet and clear and not had practice non-attachment to anything that you're thinking. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that happened in mine was like I kept seeing this panda and I like really wanted it to be my power animal, and I was like, oh, like it's this panda is so gonna cute. be so sick. And I was, but it wouldn't follow the rules of like what the things had to do and like the things she told us like this and this certain like certain kinds of I don't want to say because I don't want people to like have attachments about what whatever their thing but we weren't allowed to go with certain t types of animals if they had certain markings or certain oh. things and they had to come to you a certain number of times and they, you had to have like a certain kind of connection with them so i really wanted it to be this panda and i was like uh I'm, mine's a panda like everyone else probably got a fucking frog but I got a panda. <laughs> and like i don't what, are you a frog person we, oh, did, we talked I, about that. I, we I, had the dream. I, I do. Oh yeah, I did the zombie frog dream. I'd like toads, okay. Um, okay. but I, I wasn't trying to. You're no, a frog person. No shade on frogs. <laughs> on frog people. I, have, I lean a little more gecko, but I do like I do appreciate no the frogs. Frogs, but I definitely was like, mine's gonna rule. I got a fucking panda, and it wasn't the panda. But if I hadn't written down in the journal that. I really wanted it to be the panda and that I was upset that it wasn't the panda because it wouldn't do the fucking thing that it was supposed to do. I probably would have spent the next two meditations being like, where's that fucking panda? Mm -hmm. yeah. like th I would have, and I would have ignored all of the other things that I got to see that weren't even like, I wasn't like seeing shit, you know, it's just like when you're meditating, you're like, Oh, why did a cave come into my head? Weird. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's or we. Oh, yeah. That's well, you're just weird. like accepting like not a blank brain because it's actually like a very activated brain because you're like taking it away from the distractions that we insert ourselves into in like regular day to day life. Yeah. Where probably back in the day, people probably just sat around and croaked and moaned and sang like meditative songs, <laughs> probably like more than us like watching TV or which can be med which can definitely be meditative. Not here to hate on TV, but. Or just even knowing that, like, oh, the panda could come to you for a minute and maybe will come to you again, but right now you need the frog in the cave. Yeah. And, like... Well, it's the whole, like, point of meditation, too, where it's just, like, the... Like, uh, if you're not making space 
if you're fi- if you're too if you're on the panda, then you can't be thinking anywhere else. And so it's like put the panda down so you can have <laughs> so you can pick up what's next, or so that the panda can come back later and yeah. be the fucking right panda. It's like also it there aren't like a lot of that kind of rules, you know? And, right. And the it no one can see what's in your head yeah. except for you. But so you know if you're lying to yourself and being like, no, I'm pretty sure it was like, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like a control thing in a lot of ways, too. It's just like the cute answer is panda. But the answer that's real right now is cave frog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and it is also like, oh, I want it to be a panda because that's like going to be cool. But you're also then just like depriving yourself of the of the rest of, like the truth of the experience or whatever too you know what i mean like, and yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. like my animal wasn't something if you had told me what it was i would have been like yeah right mm-hmm. I, would, I don't like that mm-hmm. i never thought of that animal as being cool mm-hmm. and that now i'm like that's the coolest animal especially after you look it up you're like i rule pandas <laughs> suck <laughs> Pan- pandas are basic <laughs> uh but what one of you said something and it reminded me of like being chill and of this Tom Waits quote that like I think about about just like freaking out about journaling like just he was interviewed and something was just like you know I he writes songs and he's always driving around this is where the songs come is like when he's driving and he used to freak out and pull over on the side of the road and I used to like be late for dinners because I, I gotta get this idea done because I gotta run out of the shower He's like, and it was kind of like pissing me off. Like these songs were like making me mad at like how inconven- they were like inconveniencing my life. So I started to do this new thing where if I was driving and I heard a little melody, I was like, I like you. Come back to me when I'm home. Like if you're good, if you're good enough for me, like let's do this when I'm like, I'm home and ready. And guess what? Half the time they come back, half the time they don't. But the ones that don't, I don't miss him too much. And it's like, it was kind of this, he's also a person that's made a lot of albums and a lot of songs and he's a constant creator. So it's not an excuse to not make things, but I think it's an, a good reminder of like, you can lose some ideas and the ones that are going to need to come back to you are eventually going to, uh, I, no, you know, I, I don't know. It's like, it's also like a nice, like, it's like, don't pressure yourself yeah, to be this. It like happens all the time with chores too. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, I gotta get toilet paper. I gotta, we're yeah. out. Mm-hmm. I gotta, and you're at the store and you're like, I know I'm forgetting something. <laughs> Who mm-hmm. cares? And then you get home and you're like, oh, oh that fuck. And, the- and it's like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not. Eventually you get the toilet paper. Yes. Until then, a lot of murky showers. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. On that, on that bullshit. It's the moment that none of you have been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> all the tourists. <laughs> All the tourist dance. Uh, yeah, it's a tourist episode, baby. Woo! It's all about you, Taurus. Even though, according to some of you, it always is. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say that's bullshit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here we go. We're, go- we're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like talking about being a Taurus because it was awesome. Yeah. I felt very, like, warm in my heart for Tauruses. And I I love Tauruses, but I think I, um, you know, I'm surrounded by them currently mm-hmm. uh, and always seem to have them in my life. And I think that I've always liked them, but I don't know if I've appreciated the 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 Taurian qualities as much as I do now. I think I've like. I re- yeah, I really love Tauruses. I think I think now from now on, if someone said, "What sign? What other sign would you be?" I 
my, my new sign might be Taurus. Wow. I don't like Taurus men. I really don't. I have like an issue with them and it might be that I see myself in them mm. and then like an extra sense of entitlement or something where it like makes the more nastier sides come out or something. Mm. But every time I think about Taurus men, I'm just like, ugh. And some of my good friends are Taurus men, but they don't listen. So let's talk shit. I mean, they're mama's boys. Can I ask you this? I hadn't ever thought about this before. Do you think maybe, I'm going to tread lightly with how I phrase this. Do you think that maybe you also have a strong reaction to Taurus men because they project onto you? Like it's back and forth. You're both Taurus and Taurus. I don't know. I wish I could write down a name for you right now because I feel like you'd be like, oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like it's like it might be that, but I actually think it's more like you're a stubborn baby and you always get what you want. And like I am, too, but I feel like I could be pretty kind Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's exact. I knew that's who you were talking. All right, but that's what I thought. I'll but. put another one, and you're gonna be like, <laughs> but there no, are a bunch. I agree that I think that, um, and we're speaking specifically about cishet. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Cishet yeah. Taurus yeah. oh, oh, men, and yeah. also, yeah. Al- and also, always. If you didn't know, yes, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whenever yeah, we yeah. say that, I know we should we should preface it. Um, but yeah, I agree that cishet Taurus men can and of granted we are talking about other placements too we don't want to just you know whatever but it yeah it's i i've realized that it's similar to kind of like my early statements about cancer men it's like a similar vibe where two peas in a pod yeah and not to it's hard to speak this way and not kind of like use more gendered language but it is it is like a stubbornness um that it's in stubbornness with entitlement with the entitlement because i'm also thinking about white men too yes so i guess maybe that is where i need to like i need to find some poc tourses in my life mm. to see if the um well if it's I like a think overarching I, umbrella because i know poc tours women that i really like and white tourist women too mm-hmm. i just thought of one that's so funny <laughs> I wish I could just. I mean, I, I guess know. we could just bleep them. I don't it's, know. It's, this is slowly becoming I know, a Patreon. I was like, <laughs> what are we? Who are we? Jackie and Lori here, just writing down names on papers. But it's like I just think there's some kind of entitlement with the stubbornness, where it's like, oh god. <laughs> I. You know what? I can't with Taurus men at all. I am so ugh. Cishet Taurus men, um, you are yes. on alert. And it's like they just or on notice. I mean, <laughs> they really think it's not just that they're stubborn because it's like you can want something and be stubborn and know that you don't deserve it. But mm. they are so entitled to everything and not just. It's like you've never done anything for anyone else. Mm. Like, and mm-hmm. I know that I can be this way too. But I think I have been beaten down enough in womanhood and like in being an Arab woman that I'm like oh yes it sometimes it you don't get your way and you just like go cry about it and don't tell anyone that you're upset mm-hmm. I mean and maybe this is me also being a Taurus woman and being very Venusian like it was a conversation when me and Paps first started dating where he was like do you have any like male friends who aren't like gay queer I'm like nah 
Like it's because it's because it's it's hard to like be either being sexualized or also just having this like super emotional disconnect where it's like, oh, like we it's it's what you're saying of like I can be a stubborn big brat baby, but also like then I can put that aside every once in a while and like muster through for the group, which I feel like. I mean, the patriarchy hasn't really helped anybody like work towards doing that. Like now we're way more conscious of it and like making strides to be more sensitive people. But like that's where I think about like I used to think like, oh, my God, my brother's a tourist dude is such a big baby and such a this and this. And I'm like, yeah, but also like ugh, he's just a societal. This is like it isn't like he's a sweet. There's a sweet boy in here. And this is just like he was usher, I was ushered to be under strict thumb and he was like usher to get whatever he wants and like that's just how the world was set up for him and now we're like all trying to change that hopefully as much as we can well i think what's difficult and i it reminds me of that thing that i read about pisces when we're doing the pisces episode about like how um i don't know it's like i feel for these men i have to say that sustained <laughs> coming up julia just did like a, i did like mm-hmm. a, uh <laughs> god i'm like trying to think i'm like the the range of like very pressed pants to like holes in their clothes i mean <laughs> it truly runs the full it's the full gambit. the full gambit but i think that it is a thing where it's like there are and this i because I agree about the entitlement stuff, but I think it's um, also a kind of person that um, feels inherently punished for mm. or like an unrecognized for the qualities in them Dude. because they are not qualities this that are so... celebrated in men. Oh, quote unquote, yes. you know what I mean? Where like, it's like, like they're other. Ni- yeah, I'm a nice guy and nobody ever takes nice guys. So it's like that that chip on their shoulder thing and i again i like i'm sure there are some good ones yes. and if you're one of them feel free to reach out and prove it somehow yeah. uh, also <laughs> venmo if you know what i mean <laughs> also if but you're you a, if you're a good one you shouldn't be offended by any of this like yeah. that's yes. the other thing is like you should know that like yes this is a lot this is called society at large and we all function in it and guess what Taurus men triggered the fuck out of us with it because well, it, there is it is those qualities because if you're like that in a woman you're gonna hear about it and I think me and Lisa have talked about this like and I'm, I'm we all have of like being like air quotes brash women but I think there has been this like Taurus women especially if you go on like internet meme things are like stubborn bossy just like a lazy bitch that needs her way all the time and it's like yeah that's cool if you can lean into it but also it can i remember like feeling like some pangs of insecurity of like oh so i'm just this like monster that like needs to get her way and like that's it but if you're a dude's like yeah i'm a monster yeah <laughs> and it's like okay well cool and all of the th- people all the guys i'm thinking of are comedians so they're already like narcissists so like keep that in mind if you're listening (laughs) they're like annoying but they're also all the type of men who are like uh i'm a feminist and i support women and blah 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 but you need me to open that door for you though right Um, it's mm -hmm. like that where it's like you're i'm sorry you're what Mm -hmm. i can open my own door Mm -hmm. like well, I said the loudest allies should be feared because there's usually sheeps and wolves clothing. My thing is always every every tourist man oh, I've spoken to about astrology specifically when I, I'll find out they're tourists and they'll be like, I'm just like not like a tourist. And I'll be like, oh, really? And they'll be like, yeah, I'm just like absolutely not like a tourist, not 
know. I'm just like, I've read it and I just like don't understand any of it. I don't fit with any of it. And I'm like, this is, but it's like an argument about it. And I'm like, that's, this is the most Taurus way of saying you're not a Taurus yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you're being super I'm like, stubborn about it. Yeah, I'm like, it. you're being a real Taurus right now. So mm-hmm. I don't know what you're trying to do, but. It's a fallback, but, you baby boo. You're not all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see one of you tomorrow. So Honestly, I feel like Taurus and maybe this is my own bias and it's hard to look from the outside. I've been trying to do that more by doing this podcast and thinking like not just being it all just me. I but I feel like Taurus are pretty beloved. They are. Oh, people hate us. Really? I'm in one astrology group where um, Taurus and Sagittarius get talked the most. Really? Well, it's not a, sorry. Not, it's not our group. <laughs> <laughs> it's not our group. No. And I, I'm. I, sometimes they're like, uh, one of them was like, oh, God, what was it? They were like, uh, I'm a Leo and I'm not into starting drama, something else. And then the, starting drama, like, being a bitch it was like something and uh uh that's more like tour shit and i just commented cool non-dramatic pose (laughs) (laughs) they were so mad but it was like uh i'm sorry you're being so drama right now Mm -hmm. but people do think that about tauruses i mean they're not wrong i think a Taurus does it does indulge in the gossip the drama the like i mean it's theatric it's at the end of the day it's theatric it's theater it's like it's kind of i think the thing is with taurines and this is just like asterisks for all y'all it's like it's like i feel like we can get involved in drama or things that are bigger picture and like seem extreme because we can kind of just like mow down through it and like it's not gonna like sit in our hearts for like months and on end like if we have beef to squash the beef is getting squashed like otherwise like it's just it's just that bubbling bull nature that it just has to like let's just get this cat out of the fucking bag like i'm gonna tell like most tour i think a tourist it's funny to make fun of them on the internet because they're gonna comment back and be like well actually fuck you yeah. where i think a lot of signs might like send it to their friend and be like what the fuck is up with this or there's and it's like no actually leos i'm here to tell you fuck you so i mean choose your battles with the taurines well i think it's about like what's practical and real Mm -hmm. and all Mm -hmm. of that and like drama stuff isn't always real so it's fun to it's fun to be in it but also you know how to you know when to like get rid of it or let it get out of the way because it's like oh that's not serving Mm -hmm. it's that's i don't need that in my way i don't need that on my path i don't need this like i don't want to deal this isn't a good use of my time i'm particular with that and that's valuable and not on this anymore yeah. i will say that after i saw that post leos were on my list for like a week and i did remember it until now so <laughs> you know maybe there's something to it of like the holding on to stuff and being sure. stubborn and whatever like mm-hmm. well there's like i mean tor- it's interesting because i feel like i've seen both the summaries for tours where it's like this like practicality but then also this grudge and also this this but i think it all goes with like the symbology of the bull which, which is like I'll forgive, I'll love, I'll give you a chance. Like, I'm here, like, let's try things. But, like, I'll know if you fucked up five times. And guess, like, and I'm being generous. So, like, this is, there's, like, limits in, like, I guess just, like, it's the same with, like, the material aspect of being a tourist. It's, like, you can kind of see the quantifying things add up, and then it's time to either, like, forget about it or, like, strike back. But it's going to be, like, one or the other. It's going to be, like, you don't exist or... I'll kill you. Well, I think it's like, again, it's it's earthbound of it. It's not like, because I think 
a lot of people hold a grudge mm-hmm. um but in different ways where uh you know i think that the tourist style of holding a grudge is just saying like oh i leos are on my list and that's taking like a real life kind of like approach to it as opposed to maybe something more airy that's like oh that's oh i'm like oh, i'm i'm slighted by that but i'm on to the next thought or mm-hmm. whatever i don't have time that truly not holding on to it or more like in an intellectual way but not in a thing that they're actually going to do and then you got that water like secret vindictive kind of grudge holding things which is like still remembering it but mm-hmm. not you know what i mean I like i think that it's an interesting combination too of the mo um uh, sorry i keep moving the mic around um of the modes with the elements too because i feel like the fixed signs really are more of the like conti grudge holding ones Yep. Um, and I speak as a fixed sign. I have a love horse in my chart. Um, and like I do even when you said like the water or more that it's like we're thinking I'm about, about fixed Scorpio. water. <laughs> we're thinking about like yeah. Aquarius will hold on to shit too. Mm-hmm. Oh. And like mm-hmm. well it's the I think that you said the right word. It's like uh, collecting the evidence, the data or whatever. And mm-hmm. if it's showing if you have shown that you have done something fucked up or whatever then until i'm until proven otherwise until i'm given like physical you know another fixed kind of thing to hang my hat on then you're on on the list Mm -hmm. but as opposed to you know i would say my i I don't know because i have that scorpio mars so i Mm -hmm. also can be very fixed and grudgy in that way but i think that a lot of times i can kind of philosophize out of why not to hold a grudge or that sort of thing you know mm-hmm. this well, hopefully everyone has enough of other signs in yes. their chart. like i feel like it's somewhat my gemini venus that lets me be like it's okay like see it from their perspective it's okay like they're your friend they would never do this to you like just yes. make a joke about it it's all right like mm-hmm. and so i do i do feel like we all have that and if you don't I don't know what to Maybe say. need to work on that. Maybe you're the president. I don't know. Well, I think like the main thing is like at the end of the day, Taurus wants to have fun and pleasure and comfort and love. And if you do anything that's gonna like fuck that up, that's when you're gonna see the horns, basically. Like like if it's day to day, like whatever, that coworker's a little annoying or this is that, it's like whatever. This is life. Like we all ha- it's like we all have to deal with annoying coworkers. We all have to deal with traffic. We all have to deal with like the obvious shit. But if you're like just like totally draining your resources that or like your time or your energy or friends or anything, that's where it's like that's where you're going to see that like t- textbook. I'm seeing red Toro Toro bull bull things. Well, if you haven't guessed, the symbol of Taurus is the bull. Yes, <laughs> it's cute. Um, if you're new to Tauruses, um, dates April 20th to May 21st. We just mentioned it's a fixed earth sign um, rules the second house. Planet Venus, day Friday. Mm. Um, the you know I had to give it to him. The labor <laughs> Hercules. Yes. Uh, this is the second labor. This one was. I, I'm gonna be real with you, and uh, it was a little t- not like not like I couldn't read it, but it was like I don't know. It was like harder. The the story itself was harder to kind of understand what was happening. I feel like I just saw this recently in pop culture somewhere. 
it's and I can't remember where. But it was like the I think it's just because they like say it might it might just be the thing that I the website that I was using. But I was looking at trusty sold out dot org again. Ooh. You know, soul spelled S O U L. Uh, and this one is the if you remember from the Aries episode, if you or if you haven't listened, um, Hercules's first challenge was to like bring the horses back. Uh, and in the process of that first challenge, he ended up getting his friend killed who was helping him. So he's like bummed out when he's, uh, you know, charged with going on this this second labor, um, which is to go get this bull on an island and bring it back to the another like sacred place where they're he's like guarded story. by his cyclops. Um, it's very it's like. uh it's not exactly like Jason and the Argonauts, but it's like very similar. It has a lot of. You had me a bull like. on an island. Um, but so they like go get. <laughs> he has to go get the bull, and he goes by himself because, like I said, he's like super bummed. And one of the things that the like gods say when they before they send him out, which I thought was really a beautiful sentiment, is they said that the gifts of failure guarantee success when rightly understood. So they were like, it's good that he's feeling this way because now he's taking those that that lesson with him to this next thing and he's not going to make those same mistakes Mm -hmm. because he he learned what he was supposed to learn from that failure Mm -hmm. um but so he has to like go he's by himself he has to go to all these places he has to bring the bulls he has to bring a bull like across the ocean and through these things or whatever but so it's like a very arduous task and then he brings them to these the these three people that are like guarding the sacred places, but then he goes on to the gods like empty handed basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, you didn't bring the bull. And he was like, no, I like brought it to the, the holy place. Like I was supposed to or whatever. And they were like, all right, you did it. Um, and basically the, that's why I was like the, the way that they tell the story. I'm like, it, it doesn't have the same kind of like symbolism as I feel like some of the other ones did where it was like very clear what this, what the, the message, yeah. What the message was and what the connection to the, zodiac sign was where this one i was like i know it's a bull but that i kind of get it though well what they said that's why i was like in this one i feel like i really benefited from like the cliff notes kind right. of or like the you know the summary stuff of it um because they were like the the point was to surrender to the like arduousness of the task mm-hmm. that he had to like go through all of these places he had to bring it back and then it was just also kind of like this it wasn't a a brave he didn't have to fight anything he didn't have to kill anything he wasn't like solving a riddle or whatever it was a very kind of straightforward go get the bull bring it back and make sure it gets to the right place um and it was kind of like the recognizing this website um apologies if anyone is triggered by like christian terminology but they they talk about the symbolism in terms of and some christian uh ideals and things like that but one of the things that they brought up with this was the idea that um taurus is like associated with with chris with christ mm-hmm. but talking about word made flesh and so it was like the the point of it was to find the like holiness in this seemingly straightforward, not meaningless, but like not brave, not wild task. But it was a very like this finding, finding God in everything you're doing kind of thing. I yeah. so relate to that because that's something that I 
Um, I think I talk about a lot. I don't know if I talk about it on the podcast a lot, but like, especially with stand up, I think that um, when people aren't enjoying the parts that suck, I'm like, oh, well, you should just quit mm-hmm. because like nothing in life is what the glory is mm. like uh, wed- uh marriage isn't a wedding. Yeah, sure. That is awesome that you got to do that. And some people don't get to do that. And some people like, like only get to have like a small dinner and like two people that they really care about when they want to invite more people and they can't like or some people get married like far away from their family in different continents. That doesn't make the marriage different. Like it can, I guess, if that's what you want to do with your life and your time. But like. Yeah, like in comedy, if you're if you hate going to open mics, you should fucking quit because not every performance is going to be uh, Madison Square Garden. Well, most of life isn't Madison Nothing Square Garden. Nothing in like life you said, is yeah, Madison Square like Garden. <laughs> How many people go to Madison Square Garden? You go once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even like it's it's it, 0.1% of life. Well, it mm-hmm. can't be you can't be a, like 100% all the time mm-hmm. and that's not sustainable like remembering that i think that's the especially because we just had that new moon in taurus and and my the thing that i feel like i've been most kind of like oh it's like warming my heart and feeling like oh this is like a lesson i really want to take with me and i have a lot of second house stuff so i mm-hmm. think that that maybe also explains my affinity for tauruses but um that idea of like what's What's sustainable? What is actually like doable? What can you get done? What can you really commit yourself to? What are you willing to do? Um, what are you willing to work for in a way that makes you uncomfortable or sat or like um, tired or whatever? Like, what are you willing to do stuff you don't like for? And, and if can it's, you love the middle part? Yeah, of that's it. Mm-hmm. that's the thing. If everyone you, has a bad day at work, but can you have fun on a mediocre day? Or do you have, does it have to be a perfect day for you to not be a piece of shit to your coworker? Or mm-hmm. even that idea of like, oh, you want something? Okay, are you willing to do stuff that you don't like doing for it? Because if you're not, then you don't really want it. Mm-hmm. That idea, and not to like shame people from whatever, not, you know what I mean? But it's just the stuff, like, are you willing to do stuff that isn't glamorous and isn't fun all the time? Like, because that's the stuff that you have to do in order to get to, because you, because Taurus likes the, the glamour and the good stuff the good stuff well taurus is very work hard play hard that's the that's the other thing it's like i think taurus gets the rep like such pleasure push and look they just go like lounge and this and it's like yeah but you don't see that they've been working overtime to save up to go to the madonna inn so they could go take pictures for two days like it's all that like it's also like enjoying the fun while you can and because life isn't always it's for the most part not fun it's very practical and day-to-day but if you can make dinner like more fun more sexy if you can make watching tv more sacred and more like i know we get like the like woo-woo wellness but it can be like just having a night where you can turn your brain off is like and it goes to the meditative parts that we were talking about earlier it i think that's like where like i love being a taurus and i think that Hercules challenge too of just like try like I think tourists are doers and they'll try something they'll try anything once and just to tell you that they don't like it or that they love it and they'll make up their own mind about it and they don't like they're gonna do it like but you just gotta let them do it 
or else. I also <laughs> think if you want to make dinner fun, get yourself an Instant Pot. You are going to love it. Instant Pots are great. Oh, I love it. Um, I also was thinking about the difference. The other thing, the other kind of like takeaway of the story was like, um, so it's like finding finding the sacred in the everyday and also in being able to really enjoy the fruits of your labor mm-hmm. or like being taking a good rest after a job well done. Yeah. And it was like the differences in between Hercules coming back from the Aries one where he's coming back like a, he's a hero and he, everybody's like so impressed with what he did, but then he can't really celebrate how he came back because his friend's dead and he didn't do, you know what I mean? Like now I have to be worried about that thing because I didn't do this, but this was very much a, a like, yeah, I did. I did the job. I know that that bowl is safe. I know it's in good hands because I put it with those people. Mm-hmm. And I know that I didn't destroy anything along the way. People are are happy. Like people are happy. I did the thing. And now I can truly like take a nap and enjoy it because I know I did what I needed to do. That's cool. I mean, even like I think the element of like giving it to other people is like I, I think a Taurus isn't above knowing like, oh, I'm not really good at installing frames so i'm gonna like hire somebody to do like i think it's like or like assigning tasks of like oh okay like i need help with this so how about you got you got this you got like i feel like they can like deliberate and like take charge in that way where it's even though like they do want to do it their way all pretty much all the time they they're not like they don't have their head in the ground where they're just gonna like fail you know they, they want to win if it doesn't make sense for you right. to do it if there's clearly someone who's better at it or like that if it's going to jeopardize the integrity of the project right you well, know that kind of thing my mom used to always say this about when because my brother and i worked in her restaurant when we were young and my brother's a pisces good luck <laughs> um and uh she was she I just I think I like used to overhear her saying it I don't think she ever said it to me but she would always say I like working with Lisa because if something goes wrong she just asks whoever's closest she doesn't like come find me every time when it's like oh these people don't want to sit here or you know what I mean right I could just ask like a server if it's okay to switch Mm -hmm. and that to me is very like taurine versus pisces where like of course the tourist is just gonna be like all right i'll figure it out like let's just get this table set mm-hmm. or my brother would be like i don't, uh, pisces would be like i don't know i don't want to hurt someone's feelings is it okay to not give the server her table that these people don't want to sit there and like is she gonna be offended like i better ask the owner of the restaurant <laughs> if it's okay mm-hmm. it's very earth it's i mean i know it's an earth sign but it's that where it's like yeah it's earthbound it's earth earth it's earth in front of your face it's the it's okay, I'm not, let's not bring in these ideas or like, uh, sim- symbolic, um, oh, well I should ask her because she's the most important person and she knows what to, she's going to want to know or that where it's like, no, we need to get, we need to get people at tables so they can eat food and do it's mm-hmm. what's, what's happening now on earth here mm-hmm. like that we can also do ourselves, you know? Well, I found a really, um, fun fact that's gonna <laughs> piss off the Aries listeners Ooh. Taurus was actually the first sign of the zodiac created yes established amongst the ancient Mesopotamians which I don't know if they were a different 
like sect of astrology or what this is all from wikipedia so it's all very sus um it was called the great bull of heaven it was um the first constellation which the sun rose on the vernal equinox so that's why it was technically first so i'm just saying whoa um also because of this there were cults centered around sacred bulls in Assyria, Egypt, and Crete during the age of Taurus, which I don't know when that was. Um, that's like in uh, the Ten Commandments. They were dancing with the, the, the golden calf. Uh-huh. Oh. Dude, bulls were Dude, straight see. up worshipped. Yeah. I mean, they still are in like many parts of the world, but like oh, when you look into like all the ancient history, bulls are really number one baby boys and girls i thought like the symbol too with our glyph of like we talked about it a bit with aries too of like oh like initially i'm like it's obviously just a ram or this is obviously just a bull but like thinking more of like okay well the ram's horns curled in and it's the first sign and it's really all about me but then these tourists are really like two going out and facing out and really i think it goes with the practicality and the partnership aspect of Taurus that like wants balance and love and harmony and those things but it also those horns are reaching out and touching what's in front of it which is like whatever they want to feel that day which is like all the senses and all of like the good things and music and good food and like what's in front of it oh oh my job's in front of me today doing the job oh fun is in front of me today having fun and it's really just taking things face value head on which i think is just like just cool for us bulls out there also the fact that which is just like a duh but when you like oh yeah is that like male bulls and female bulls are like straight up all the like fertility and all the like horny bull semen stuff like it's all about like fucking like being a bull on either side of the gendered male female coin you're you're horny yeah well i just found out that the age of taurus was when the pyramids of Egypt were built, so that Ooh, makes pretty mama. much the most sense mm-hmm. of anything I've ever heard. Well, the the sex stuff is something that I kind of, I mean, I've always been like, oh yeah, I get it. Like Taurus is a sensual sign, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, but I think this soldout.org, who would have thought? Um, <laughs> they talked a lot about how like. Okay, so Taurus is a fixed sign, which so it's part of the like car, the fixed cross, uh-huh. um, which kind of could be summed up by they said four words and four words kind of they said also would be like these are like the word equivalents of the elements. And those words are God, sex, law and sin. Oh, yeah. And those are on that same kind of like fixed cross where it'd be like God, obviously, like, you know and not necessarily being judeo-christian god but just whatever yeah. this is you entity know, all all of it the whole source bro yeah the but so or the idea of it being like okay that's the whole that encompasses everything sex is like the part the the earth and it's like the the earth of the earth combining and whatever like this this thing mm-hmm. law is like the response of god to earth mm-hmm and then sin is like the separation of yourself, the idea of your separation from the whole mm-hmm. or putting yourself above like the the whole 
idea like your needs or whatever but Taurus being the sex in that thing Mm -hmm. would be like oh yeah let's see what when when God is expressed through earth that would be like the way that you would connect uh it was like not not just literal sex but also just like idea of like plants growing of creation things being built or whatever it's like oh when when this is what happens when word is made flesh yeah Yeah, when god is expressed through what what is coming out and i was like oh that makes sense Mm -hmm. for for taurus as well because it is that like um working together combined like this you know having a yeah the partnership stuff is Mm -hmm. something i feel like that doesn't get talked about a lot well now that whole like sex jargony thing is making me think about its polarity of scorpio which is like uh, the obvious sex sign of you know it's like the memeable obvious sexy guy but now thinking about with taurus and scorpio with sex things like i feel like taurus wants to be um wants to like transform people with their love and affection and like kind of put it out where scorpio wants to feel it within and be like kind of burned down in a new so it's like it's also like these like the in and outs are like very different, like gives with those signs. And I feel like the Taurus like wants to put it out there and wants you to see the world through their rose colored lenses and wants you to like, just feel it all. But the Scorpio wants, wants to take it in and then like hope maybe hopefully crush down their ideals and your ideals while doing it like all at the same time. I think for Scorpio, I don't know if this is true for all Scorpios, but I could see sex being more singular because it's like what they're ruled by so it feels like more a part of them yeah where i think um which is like that's awesome to like get yours get freaky with yourself like whatever i don't care but i do think it's like a different manifestation of that and I do think that Scorpios still value partnership. I just don't know if they, I feel, I don't know. I feel like they see sex more as like, we are becoming one or something where I think Taurus is like, it's us. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if I'm like being clear. No, No. I think I get what you mean by that. I think it's a more singular thing for Scorpios where I think Taurus is maybe a little bit more like, I don't know. Shared? Yeah. Well, the, but the, the, normally, like this it's, is normally it's the opposite for them, right? Like, I feel like Scorpios are like shared possessions, share, you know, and Taurus are more like mine, mine, mine. And I feel like for some reason with sex, it's flipped. And maybe it's just because I'm open minded. And mm-hmm. no, I think like it, I think that fits. And I'm like, I wish I had better language for like sex and like, um, like not sex ed what am i thinking of like sexology or something where it's like these terms of like give and play and whatever but no i think scorpio does want to like share and like keep information open and take it all in but then there is it does come back to me where i think taurus really and again this isn't just equate to like typical monogamous relationships i think this can relate to friendships or like having that really good partner or that really like this is my friend that always goes with me to do this or this is my like one sex partner i always do this with i think they're they like the consistency of knowing like what they're gonna get and who's gonna give it to them and when if i want really lovey love i'm hitting up my lovey love guy if i want like dirty nasty i'm hitting my dirty nasty girl but like knowing what it is but the scorpio i don't think they're thinking of that i think it's going back into 
Well, it's just me anyway. It's me running the show. Right, yeah. I don't know if it's the it's just me running the show. I think it's more about I th- I agree with what you're saying and I think that the way that I would frame it would be like Taurus is still um like th- uh, their own person because you kind of touched on it where it's like this is the idea is I'm I'm here and you're here and we're going to, we as individuals are working together. Whereas I think the Scorpio idea is like, we become an, a separate entity. When we we combine, like when we share of each other. So it's like, I'm going to give to you because you're going to give to me. And we, we are in this partnership as opposed to two separate entities that are aiding each other. Yeah. Um, it's more like a, okay, now we, yeah, now we become this third thing. We transform, we, you know, Phoenix from the ashes mm-hmm. into a whole another stronger thing, but it's because it's from the, the sharing, not from the, I do my work, you do your work and we do good work together. <laughs> that thing, like it's the, you know, or like I'm here, I'm here and I'm going to be the most useful. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be the best servant to whatever it is that we're doing, whether that be my job, cooking this food, fucking whatever it is. Like I'm here to be of the most use mm-hmm. um, and to enjoy it, to put my like to bring to bring my all to this situation and to be devoted to this act right now i think that's what like the uh like devoted to the experience of it and to the to this in the moment to this physical not not the idea that this is not that that like transcendent spiritual thing it's like we're here right now we're doing this i'm gonna give my all to this Mm -hmm. dude next time i bone i'm gonna be like oh good you do good work (laughs) <laughs> clock in bitch you, you clocked in also like another like keyword of Taurus of just seen is like well like stamina strength but also just being helpful like you know call your Taurus friends like they're there for you they love you they're gonna give you that tough love because they just want the best for you themselves and for you and for everybody all around them at the end of the day so don't and, call me I'm busy <laughs> but also they want love we're big lover booze um I have a Oh, wait, where did I put it? Oh, yeah. I have some just placement notes for uh, if you have this different Taurus things in your chart. Again, aspects, house placements, it's all going to affect the quality of all of these things. But I think the overarching themes are here. And just uh, what makes me think of when I think of these guys. But Taurus moons, I don't know too many. I'd like to meet more because I feel like this is a fun placement. Um I mean, I think these are like when you see those Taurus memes, I feel like they're specifically targeting the moon people because it's I feel like the way to like a Taurus moon heart's definitely going to be like a lot of the the food, the loving, the music, the good wine, like all of those just like pleasure, pleasure. It's the exaltation. It's exalted there. Mm -hmm. So it's comfy. It wants it. But I'd like to hang out with more Taurus moons. I think we I think we'd be right as rain. Uh. I think Taurus rising is like boss people. Like, I think it's like, oh, I trust this hoe. And I think sometimes because I know you have a Taurus rising, Pablo has a Taurus rising. And I think that can for him, he's like, somebody's like, but I don't know. And it's like, well, people are going to think you do. So you better just like you got to run with that captain hat on because people are looking for you to like guide their shit around. And like, that's a cool that is true, like boss bitch quality. So 
Put on your captain hats, Just baby. Don't do what I do. What? Tell whoever that it's all gonna be all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice, actually. Just like, eh, I'll be all right. You yeah. can figure this out. Uh, the Mercury Taurus Mercury people. I feel like they always have cool voices like something that's like unique and songful and like just different but not really like gonna be a sugar coating person because the you know the tourist quality is gonna be straightforward it's not gonna beat around the bush it's either gonna like no or not no it's it's yes or no right or rain we didn't even talk about the throat and speaking and all oh. that stuff too but we know <laughs> well i think that it's interesting in terms of that like um thinking of it as like the progression so aries is the the head and the face Mm -hmm. and taurus is the throat so it would be like oh taking what's in here and making it actually come out into the world in a way that people can experience it oh i never really i mean it makes sense but i've never really thought of it too as like the kind of creative part of making the head work and it also then speaking of the partnership aspect it makes it you know, and what we were talking about with like meditating and all that stuff too, like in, we can't know what's in the head. That's, you know, that's just the one person. But when you say it out loud, now we both, you've said it and I can hear it. So now two people can be involved in what's truly be involved in what's going on as opposed to when you're just in your head, that's, it's just you. Yeah. I do take issue with certain styles of necklaces. (laughs) i I think it's like i find my ratio of how much neck is showing is very important to me like i can't wear certain like i mean no one should probably wear v-necks but like i can't wear like certain cuts like i think just there's like a golden ratio that's going on with the throat area that i think just like really works for me and i don't know if that's a taurus thing or a short girl thing or all of the above but i think about necklines a lot my friend gina um who's a Taurus always was like terrified of, I guess it's more, it's more her collarbone, but just like protecting this area uh, a lot. But yeah. So I think of it as just like, uh, it always reminds me. I read a thing in like a us weekly. Um, This was like at peak Johnny Depp famous time, but it was like a, a body language uh expert thing that was just like oh celebrities wear scarves because they're protecting because like your jugular is you know one of the things that you're protecting but as a thing where it's like oh when you when they want to be like you know incognito or whatever so i think of that i do that on stage when i get uncomfortable Mm -hmm. i shrug my shoulders up by my ears to cover my scary spots oh i thought mm-hmm. you're gonna say you put on a scarf so oh, i would love to <laughs> wish if you're like hang on everybody one moment i gotta go grab my comfort scarf i notice that i sometimes physically like put my hand around like on my neck i do and stuff my like belly that. too it's all like that i i know it's like a flight or fight response because you, there are like so many eyes mm-hmm. where you know that your or your instinct what is it called? Like your like caveman brain is like, yeah. oh, we're about to get attacked. Yeah, it's one on a hundred yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever. So you like naturally cover your your sensitive oh. kill parts. That's wild about the eyes. That makes cover so much your sense. Chest but and they're... everything too. Yeah. yeah. Dang. And if you didn't All know, right. Taurians love to sing. Yes. La la la. Um. So maybe sing a tune if you haven't. Uh, Taurus Venus. What up, my placement? I see you. I mean, 
We love love, baby. We want to get boned. We want to get fed. Um, but also I think beyond like, you know, we all know like the bony, horny stuff. But also I think aesthetics are very important for the taurines in general, but especially a Taurus Venus. Like cute home, cute clothes, like and whatever that means to you, because everyone's definition of cute is different. But just having things the way you particular. like. Particular. Having the things you way like like design, like ambiance, those things are going to be like super important to you. I think the thing to look out, and just is just speaking from experience, I think just Taurus Venus can get real wrapped up in the love. It can kind of take a first place, like first place seat. Um, and, you know. That's fun, and it's, it's it's cool that you can throw yourself into love and not be a person that's afraid to love, but also that can get you know it, it can get it can get messy as we all as we all know. Uh, the Taurus Mars. I feel like I don't know many people with Taurus Mars either. Or if I feel like it's just like a placement I don't see often in the people I know. But I feel like this is one like a placement I've heard is like scary. But like the more I thought about it, I was like I feel like Taurus Mars isn't gonna fuck with you unless like the it's time like well it's in fall i mean by like traditional rulership right um and or like sub ruler or whatever because scorpio which the more i just listened to another podcast about like why the tradition the more i'm like very right now i'm in a phase where i'm like very uh on board for traditional rulerships because they make a lot of sense Uh um but I mean, yeah, it just, I mean, it's like a Taurus, like Mars is impulsive and, and, uh, you know, excitable and, and energetic and this and, and Taurus is about being steady and mm-hmm. sustainable and all of that. So it's, it's not, I don't think it's a, like a weak Mars by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it's definitely a more like tempered, um, and, uh, powerful in just like a different way Mm -hmm. you know where it's like it's not like explosive it's in it for the long haul it's a you know a a distance runner not a sprinter Mm -hmm. was this person it's hitler it's michael jackson selena gomez kanye west jennifer lawrence Persistent, Mariah consistent. Carey, Celine Dion, Bruce Willis, Mick Jagger, Jessica Alba. That's a lot of Taurus I mean, Mars. It, there's a lot. Um, hard, it, that's hardworking. It's like dedicated. It's stubborn. Mm-hmm. But I mean, those are things that you require that are required to achieve greatness, not in whatever wrong? capacity, no, yeah, whether no, that can is, be. There's uh-huh. so many of them. There's so many of them. And they're all. I mean, they all make sense to me. Robert De Niro, Isaac Newton, Muhammad Ali, Kate Moss, oh, Salvador Dali. They they just seem intense and um, like they'll do anything oh to achieve their goal, and that's not also like a good. And some of them, it's like Kate Moss. You know, I'm sure just doesn't eat or you know, like I don't know. If She's well, I don't know of, about I don't know. I don't know what she eats or you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like she's willing she's to do very the work. tuned into her body. Yeah. Whereas uh Hitler is very tuned into definitely something else that's horrible. Yes. You know what I mean? But also those are both Which, examples of people that are willing to commit to what they're doing in order to achieve their ends. Right. And who that's have, what I'm saying. Like a commitment to doing this thing that you see where you see an outcome. And obviously, I prefer the Kate Moss outcome. Mm-hmm. But 
which is just fighting with Gemini extreme Naomi Campbell. Yeah. I mean, I think it's what you call strong will. Like, I mean, the Mars. uh, Salvador Dali, too. My big three. My big three boy. We share it. I just found out he's my little twin. But yeah, I think that like, yes, it's not. I feel like it's not going to be as in your face. It's it's in the long. It's a long gamer, obviously. Um, Taurus Jupiter. That made me think of just like since there's like the money aspect of Taurus and second house things, I feel like the luck with the Taurus Jupiter is going to be begotten, I think, by like maybe investing more money into things like maybe finding friends or lovers or other people that get on board with like your plans and and big dreams. Like, I think you're going to have to work for your luck. Um, And it's not I feel like that's not like a naturally like things just came to me like a Leo or like or even Libras or like other people that just kind of have this like, whoops, I just charmed my way into this. So I but I think you also know how to handle the luck when it does come to you. Like it's like a management thing that's like that's steady. I think also remember that Jupiter expands anywhere too. So I think that's maybe, you know, Taurus can has a has a reputation for being potentially materialistic. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of over identifying with um with materialism in whatever house um that Jupiter is can be a, a thing to watch for, kind of blowing that out of proportion, perhaps. Yeah. Um I mean, Taurus Saturn, I I don't know why, but like my feeling on this would be, I think a thing with Taurus is since they do have high standards for themselves and other people, I think it's those high standards can sometimes be like very stressful on oneself about like being like a bit of a perfectionist. I think Taurus, like, like since they know what they want and they want it that way, if something changes, then it's kind of like, oh, fuck. So I think being like very hard on yourself with your time or your money or this can like kind of get wrapped up in your head. So I think that's just maybe something to be aware of. I don't even know what year the Saturn placement would be, but uh, with being like a bull Saturn person, I think those rules you'll like a Taurus is happy to play by rules and excel at the rules, but also like you can end up making a lot of your own rules that you're like, wait, why did I make this rule for myself all of a sudden? I, I don't even like any of these rules, but I've been following this thing I think I like. I think oddly enough, it's about also um, like cha- the rules changing to where it's like, yeah. okay, if those were the rules, but now these are the rules. So don't, if the, if the rules are different, you got to still play by the rules. Yeah. And I think that goes with your, I mean, Uranus, obviously. We're in it now. We're in it now. And I think Taurus isn't good naturally with change or change that's not by their control since Uranus is all of the things that we can't expect and just kind of go down. So I think, I mean, I just thought this probably is tough. Like, I mean, it's not a natural setting either. And I think it's None just going to have it natally. No, uh, no. But at <laughs> the time being in it, I think just you, we could have some. We could have some Jack Nicholson. I mean, <laughs> well, so I was like, yeah. la- if my if my uh, grandma and grandpa are listening right now, thank <laughs> they you have. so much, and I'm sorry for excluding you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think rolling with the punches is maybe like a theme that's just. I think a Taurus needs to like know, like we know it, but like, do we live by it and do it as well and as we can without beating ourselves up at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Neptune, I thought this like could be kind of cool since, you know, Taurus love art and love all of those things, but maybe it's in like that more practical art sort of thing. 
using your voice, like maybe using natural resources, maybe you, like being in back in touch. I mean, it is an earth sign at the end of the day. So like, I think this idea of like actually making stuff is like a cool theme that could be touched with Neptune-y Uranus or Neptune-y Taurus-y vibery. The people are quite interesting. What is this for uh, for the Neptune mm-hmm. people? Albert Einstein, Pablo Picasso, Carl Jung, Joseph Stalin, Coco Chanel, uh, Alistair Crowley. Oh, <laughs> I mean, they, that all makes a uh, very physical world Benito of... Benito Mussolini, Franklin Roosevelt. I mean, yeah, they are Virginia Woolf. They are... Um, well, it's also... That's like generational. Yeah. If you think about those people, um, the, like, the things that they accomplished are very Torian. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I think that Albert Einstein is a good example of Neptune and Taurus where it's like, imagine how far your imagination could go with math. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pra- like, practical. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, and it's like also like things that already existed in some ways where I feel like maybe other Neptune placements that are more like, you know, technology based or like those sorts of things are are kind of more dreamy where this, yeah, is more practical of like writing and straight up dictatorship and straight and like and straight up numbers like yeah, it's like and the bre- psyche like yeah young. like breaking down like what is going what do we already have that's existing here right now and how do we do it and expand it and make it bigger than before i think no that is interesting um and taurus blue i don't know idea when the fuck this is or will we'll be never know and we'll never know we don't have See if there's any um but i think and this kind of goes with a lot of other stuff we talked about before i think it's like a very like like you must now zoom out and like i think for us a sign that can but doesn't usually like to or want to i think this i feel like this represents just a lot of like what if you had to see things through other people's like what if you actually had to not think like a taurus for once in your life and that's like i mean for me it scares the shit out of me but (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of those same people uh einstein young gandhi Mm -hmm. van gogh picasso Sigmund Freud, Nikola Tesla, Stalin, Churchill, the boys, Crowley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, women didn't get famous during this time. I don't think much. <laughs> Not very no. much. Julius Caesar, though. Hey. Whoa. Pluto Taurus. Hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ye old, ye old boys, but yeah, I think uh, Taurus. I love the Taurans. I do have the game, of course. As we well, before we start, I did just want to say. If you're a Taurus male listener, you are exempt from the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you've made it this far, you're exempt from everything I said about you. True. They were just waiting for that Mussolini drop. They're like, come on, Taurus, <laughs> Pluto. Come on. I, I know he's in there. Uh, right, let's do it. Okay. Two rounds. Uh, the first, we'll do the Taurus sun and moon, but we will also include one that has all of Taurus sun, Taurus moon, Taurus rising, Andy McDowell. Ladies and gentlemen. Love Andy McDowell. I mean. That also makes perfect sense that she's triple Taurus. Okay. I was surprised Hold by the. one second. Uh, g- give her a good. <laughs> I was surprised she was Taurus. I don't know why. But then like when I thought about like oh. how charm. Like she's just so damn charming. And you know. I'm, I'm glad to have her on the team. I mean. Can't think of a more like consistent. <laughs> st- like. Uh, trust, you know, yeah. dependable. I mean, 
beautiful. Yeah. Wh- talented. That voice. Whatever. Yeah. Gor- wonderful voice. But also, I mean, just like, you know, she's, uh, you know, she, uh, I ju- I'm like, yeah, she's a, tr- that's I gotta well, when see she- the, hold on what she said about the hashtag me too movement before I make it. <laughs> well, when she, <laughs> when she pops in a movie, I'm like, oh, I'm glad she's here. Yeah. You're, you're bringing it home. You're always happy. She's there. She's not like stealing she's not pulling focus she's not stealing the show mm-hmm. oh she's damn the, this is know? so taurus as for the hashtag me too movement she's hopeful but uh, personally unaffected it's not going to change fast enough for me but i'm just thankful that this happened all right wow and i mean also i know i know from friends experiences that she is a lovely person she says, yeah, she says we're not progressive enough. Yeah, I agree. I, Andy, mm-hmm. I agree with yeah. you. But uh, so she's okay, in the Andy. running. Andy. I mean, I'm already marrying her. I don't even need to know who else. Iggy Pop. Okay. And Carol Burnett. Killing Iggy. Oh, and these are Taurus Suns and Moons. But Andy's at all, the, all three. Kill, um, Iggy's gone. I will kill yeah. him just to get rid of the fucking merch. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I think unfortunately I agree because I mean I can't I can't kill Carol Burnett. Um no, I think I now mean, I have I to would marry her. You out of comedy if you did. I know I was like I think now I know I said I would marry Andy but I really I mean I I got to marry Carol um and uh have her help me uh, punch up my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm fucking Andy. All right. I guess I, I'll do the same. Uh, I'm a Mary Ann McDowell. She's and fuck Carol. Yeah, All right. I don't know. All right. I don't think Carol Burnett's a good fuck for some reason, but I'm still gonna do it. And that's why I'm killing Carol. Honestly, wow. Listen, okay. love her work. She's great, but do I want to fuck her, Mary Carol? Not really. Like I, I think she's super solid. She's so funny. Is she still alive? And she, I, yes, yeah, she is. No, she isn't. Oh, double check. Anyway, like, I'm not making any definitive statements. Uh, I think I'm gonna marry Andy, fuck Iggy, but like prime Iggy, and then I'm I have to kill Carol. But honestly, I like all these three. Oh, she's still alive. Okay, okay. that's what I thought, but I don't know. Eighty-six. Oh, get it, Carol. <laughs> I was about uh, to say Neptune and Taurus. You know what? I'm a killer. <laughs> Neptune and Taurus. <laughs> Pluto and Taurus squad. <laughs> why don't we? Uh, I was about to be like, why don't we change that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Next up is our son. Damn, son-, her birthday. What is it? Oh, never mind. The year? <laughs> no, 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 never. Mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Don't no, Wikipedia, was, Carol Burnett. It was my aunt's birthday, but uh, it's not. This is the sun and rising for uh for Lisa for the Lisas out there. Yes. Donatella Versace. Versace. Uh, well, I saw her at Spago once. So. Where? So, Spago. So, married. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's hard to coke in the bathroom. So, married. Hell yeah. Married. Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, and Danny Trejo. Damn. Oh, I'm killing Danny Trejo. 100%. Not a fan of the tacos or the donuts? I'm not a fan of the gentrifying neighborhoods. Oh, but he's from Echo Park. I don't know. He, the. Uh, Damage that Trejo's Donuts has done. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like speaks all like levels of I don't know. Eh. All right, I. 
Okay, wait. So you're killing Trejo. I'm killing him just so I never have to see another Trejo's donut, to be honest with you. How many are there? I thought there's just the one. No, it's the people that... And like, it's also Trejo's tacos. Yeah. And wear the shirts and, like, mm. are a fucking nightmare. And they're like, brought us donuts. And I'm like, I don't like donuts. <laughs> Um, okay. It's it's that it's not him. It's, it's them. the donuts. It's the got it. Um. So he's gone, and then it was Seinfeld. Oh, and then I mm, I might might kill Donatella. I feel like she's not a good person. Maybe she is. Does anyone know? Well, Jerry Seinfeld okay. had sex with a high schooler, so I'm killing him. I I mean, okay. Wow, this is really it's controversial. Three. I don't even know if Donatella is really that controversial. I think she's just her. Look. Um, I didn't watch the miniseries, I so did. I don't really know. I did. And <laughs> Donatella's complicated. Okay. Um, and I can't decide if I want to fuck her or kill her. Um, mm. I don't know anything about her except that I saw her in Chicago. I. <sighs> and it was 12 years ago. This <laughs> is, I think this is the most torn I've ever been over a fuck, Mary kill. I'm truly I, I, I wrecked over this one. I just don't feel like I can kill Jerry Seinfeld because I feel like someone's going to write a fucking blog about I, me. For some, I have a very strong desire to kill him. Mm-hmm. Like in the in this game right now where I'm like, that. my first one was like, I got to kill Seinfeld. But okay, am so I like, like the fucking... Hear, this is how you can do it. And I'll do it with you. You just have to kill him because you don't like all of the imitation of him. Sure. Like, I would yes. kill Anthony Jeselnik in this game in a heartbeat just to get rid of every fucking guy yeah. that goes on stage and thinks that he can do that. But I guess, like... But killing would, him know, might make people like him even more. Yeah. No, I think I'm gonna... I think I'm gonna marry Seinfeld. I don't want to fuck him. <laughs> uh... I'm marrying Seinfeld, I'm fucking Danny Trejo, and I'm killing Donatella. I don't even know what Danny Trejo looks like. I just know the stupid pink-ass building. Um, Danny Trejo, he's also iconic. I've heard that he's great. He's in every movie. He's iconic. And I'm going to fuck him because he seems like a fun fuck, really, at the end of the day. Uh, I bet he, like, would eat your pussy good. All oh, right. yeah. From, <laughs> from, from the back. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I would call Spy Kids Machete and Desperado. Maybe Desperado's iconic. Hey, Desperado's Desperado, <laughs> iconic. Dude, I don't even want to see Danny Trejo's filmography because I think it's like he'll he'll he pops up in everything. Uh, I'm gonna marry Donatella because, I mean, she's got Empire. Let's do Empire. And I'm killing Jerry Seinfeld. You guys, he fucks high schoolers. He fucking, he always talks about like, what's the deal with PC culture? And he's just like an old dad. And, you know, he made a great show. I'm just, I'm, I'm over him. And his whole no hugging policy. Listen, I see your Taurus son, Taurus rising ass. Just hug. You want Damn. the hugs. Man, Dang. I feel really bad about marrying Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna. But honestly, peak Seinfeld, Seinfeld totally would fuck. I feel like I'm gonna. Those re white sneakers. Resend and I might. Mary Danny Trejo in order to advance my career. <laughs> I thought and you were gonna say and order two tacos uh, and one one no, donut. in order to get in movies. And I'm gonna fuck Seinfeld for the same reason and kill Donatella. Mm. Sorry. I all of my morals and everything out the window. Yeah, that's I one. really I really changed my tune when I was thinking about that marrying Seinfeld thing and I was like, <laughs> I mean what a ultimate 
ultimate uh like power move thing Let's too. Let's see what Danny Trejo's net worth is. Sixteen I, million. Mm, Seinfeld's worth way more, but I, I mean, think I would fuck, kill, and marry everybody in this trio in one big ritualistic fuck marriage ritual suicide. Well, the Taurus way. I, 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 <laughs> I asked someone to fuck Mary Kill once, and I'm pretty sure it was to all Taurus comedians. And the person responded and said, "Can I kill myself?" Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and then we go, well, "Whatever you want, you're a stubborn little baby." Hell baby. yeah! Well, Tauruses, you rule, man. You make up a lot of uh, our our signers because, as you should, and we love you. Don't go changing. But if you have to change, don't worry. It won't kill you. Hell yeah. Um, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.